You are now tuned in to the Work It Podcast with author, award-winning blogger, and digital debutante, Danielle Little, a.k.a. The Cubicle Chick. Get ready to be encouraged, informed, and enlightened. Take it away, Danielle. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Work It Podcast. I'm your online navigator, hostess with the mostest, and resident cubicle chick, Danielle Little of thecubiclechick.com. Give me 30 minutes or less and you will be inspired. Thank you for tuning into a special edition of the Work It Podcast today. And it's special because I'm having my first podcasting roundtable. A lot of you guys have emailed me or inboxed me wanting to know how you can start your own podcast. So I'm sitting with my producer, Chris, aka I Do Notes. You guys have heard many, many times on the Work It Podcast. I've got him sitting in on the roundtable alongside William Dawson, who has Dawson Eats America podcast as well. So we're going to be sharing all of our tips and tools and gems about how you you too can start your own podcast. So you want a podcast? That's what's next on the cubiclechick.com work it podcast. All right. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of this whole situation, I want both of you to kind of explain uh, about your podcast, what they entail and why you got started podcasting. So I'm going to start with William first who has Dawson Eats America, which if you guys are not listening, you need to tune in because it is a great way uh, for you to get to know black chefs and black food culture. And he's like putting a lot of people on the map. So, Mr. Dawson, let me know how you got started with podcasting. Well, my podcast is literally about meat and potatoes. It's about black chefs and their stories and their food journeys as we go across America. I travel a lot for my job. Um, and so every time I would go somewhere, I would make sure to visit a restaurant. And when I would be in those restaurants, I'd be looking for a face that looks like mine. And so when I would see a black chef, I would really wonder what their stories were. So this podcast is really a love letter to those chefs, um, giving them the representation that they might not get otherwise giving them a platform, giving them a space to, a safe space to just share what they've been through, what they're doing, their accomplishments, their uh, their future plans. And so hopefully we'll get enough black chefs on there so we'll have more black chefs owning restaurants, owning their own spaces, and then that'll just make America even more diverse like it should be. Yeah, because we need those stories told. And we... There are a lot, and I'm learning through your podcast that there is a lot of black people in the food space, whether they are chefs, uh, whether they own a restaurant, whether they teach classes, or whether they just have adopted maybe a vegan lifestyle or alternative food lifestyle. So I'm glad that you're putting those stories out there. I'm glad that you have a podcast. And I'm going to segue over to Chris, who I can't see him. Like, I'm trying to look at him over the computer. I just want to know if you brought snacks. At this point, we <laughs> talked enough about food. Can we just concentrate on the we'll snacks? Bring she snacks said meat and potatoes, so I figured right. she brought that. Okay. You said nothing. Well, I brought you donuts. Like, I brought you snacks. Don't hate, because oh, I no. brought. You know what she brought once was a cake and a cup. 
I do not see that here now. I ate it. Okay. <laughs> so it's gone. So everybody knows from the Work It podcast, everybody knows you as I Do Notes Chris, my co-dude yep. and my producer. But a lot of people may not know who are listening that you actually have been podcasting for a long time. So tell us your podcasting origin story. Uh, the first show I ever did was under the I Do Notes brand. It's now a hundred and something episodes in and it's a technical show. It revolved around some software, some IBM stuff, but it branched off to there to the studio where we do all the productions. Uh, we had a BlackBerry show that broke a million downloads a long time ago uh, with that one when BlackBerry was huge. We have a social networking show. We have one called The Social Geeks, which is a social, uh, social media roundtable. We run that one as well. But it became a, a studio or endeavor where I, at one point I had six shows running online. Wow. So The Social Networker, I Do Notes, BlackBerry Today, uh, The Social Geeks, one for Spike Studio for their views, and then my YouTube channel, which to me is a podcast because I recorded in the same place with the same tech. Uh, that still does well. That one does actually really well. We broke millions of views a long time ago with that. So that's where, I, that's where it started was years ago. I just decided that I had enough to say that I was tired of typing that I mm-hmm. made it audio. So with the podcasting space now, and uh, I've been in it for several years. You've been in it, uh, Chris, for several years. Uh, Dawson's approaching. Newbie. (laughs) Several months. Yeah. yeah, A a few months of of podcasting. But the podcast space now, what do you feel that someone has to have in order to make a robust and full and entertaining podcast? See, that's a loaded question. Because I'm going to answer it first. Because you've got yours. So, well, Will's got a niche. Right. It, it, it's a niche that isn't being explored. And that's black chefs, food. It's together as, as a niche. Uh, if you're going to be anywhere in the space, you have to have a message that is always just you. It can overlap with other people that talk about it, but it has to be uniquely you. Um, Glamzini, Roshini, she's a great example of that. She talks about the same type of things as others, but her message and her tone and her personality really lead the way in getting her tons of traffic and views. Shout out to Roshini. Yep. Yeah, we love her. We adore her. And then other ones I've listened to, you find that if the show, even by a solo, you don't always have to have a co-host, but even as a solo, doesn't have the right chemistry, then it's just not worth listening to and it's harder to do. So you also have to make sure if you're going to deal with somebody else or even yourself, it's got to be to the point. They have to want to listen to it quickly and then get the message in and get the message out. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you feel like people make mistakes with? when doing that do you think that people just ramble or they don't really have a topic and they're just all over the place and i want you to chime in to this as well dawson yeah it's both you want to go first what you've learned okay uh one of the biggest things is you don't have to be scripted but having an outline of what you want to talk about is important so you stay on that track and message tangents okay sometimes round tables like this if you're going to lead it and that usually i'm the the director of the group, you have to keep them on task and track and cut people off. You have to be able to cut people mm-hmm. off or ask another question to lead them in. Removing, and this I, I told Will about this, we're going to call you out, but <laughs> getting people in the mindset when they speak, removing certain things from your vocabulary is a big part because it makes it better to listen to. Sure. And it's hard practice to do, and you may need to do a few on your own to get it to happen, but words like um and you know and to get rid of those from your vocabulary makes it more enjoyable as a presentation. So I'm going to swing it over to you, Mr. Dawson. Oops, did I throw you under the bus? Um, you know. <laughs> no, uh, you know. <laughs> no, see, listen. Yeah. I should have went first. Um, you know. <laughs> Chris is 100% correct. Um, I said it again. Yeah, you did. But it happens. It's happening now. I feel that what I've learned in this short journey that I've had so far is that consistency is key. 
you want to put out a product, and if people are looking for it, you want to be able to have it to them on time at that certain appointed time. There are some podcasts that I listen to. I don't know when they're going to be published. Even though I still follow them, I'll listen to them whenever they come out. But having a schedule is the most important thing. Also content. Like Chris said, I have a niche. So I want to highlight as many black chefs as possible. Some days there's going to be three or four interviews. Some days it might be one conversation. Um, did it again. Yes, Hopefully soon I'll be able to travel to those cities and actually be in the kitchen with these chefs. And it'll transform into a video series so we can actually see the food because people like to see the food before they taste the food. So talking about the food is fine, but I have big plans. So I feel like having consist having a consistent podcast is key and also giving some people something visual to look at or look forward to um, will make did it again. Mm-hmm. Will make uh, your one more time. Will make the presentation that much better. Correct. Because it is all about presentation, right? Because the thing is, you have to snatch that listener on that first listen, that first time. You can't take for granted that they're going to continue to listen to you over and over. So you have to make sure that you are consistent so that they do know that you're going to be bringing the heat each and every month or week or however often that you podcast, but that the the content is going to be of quality, that it's going to be something that people want to listen to. So there's the content piece, there's, there's the consistency piece. Equipment. Uh, but that's what I was going to say, but there's a big technical piece, right? Because I have listened to some podcasts in my day that sound like they have been recorded underwater, right? So Chris and Dawson, tell us what some of your favorite tools are and what are like the must-haves? Like you must have A, B, C. You want to start? What you? Got? I have to go first this time because Chris will take all the good stuff. No. <laughs> a, a great a great microphone is is important because that's your voice going out. So you want to make sure that you have a microphone that's going to help you with the levels because sometimes your computer might be slow and old. But if you have a great microphone, that can cover a multitude of sins. So I think that that is. One of the important, that's the first thing I bought before I even started trying to think about putting a podcast together. I, I invested in a microphone. What kind of microphone and who told you what microphone to invest in? Uh, oh, I don't recall. So what I'm saying is you, we want to make sure that the microphone is good and you have like a, 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 a have a, um, you just want to make sure you have a great microphone. And that's, that's, that was the first thing I thought about when I, um first thought about thought about doing it so investing in a good microphone is key correct what about you uh producer extraordinaire i do notes so mine went to a different level so the good mic was first i started actually this is one of the first mics i had the one that will and i are using uh is one of the first ones i ever got my hands on that i considered good quality after that and it wasn't expensive keep in mind you can get kits let me say that on amazon um, I have links for that if you would like that. I actually have a whole collection site of equipment. But you can get a kit that includes a microphone and a small mixer board and some other pieces you need and for under a couple hundred dollars. And that will set you up for all the basic stuff you need. Past that, you do need a decent, uh, not heavy-duty computer, just something decent that can process. And remember to, like, silly stuff, shut everything else down, just concentrate on the podcast, don't have 50 programs running. But it will make it cleaner. And when you're out in the field, if you're going to be a field interviewer, something like the Zoom H4s, the Zoom has a good line, they're all stereo recorders. 
I can tell you that one looks like a taser, but when you go through security, but they'll pull it out. But having something portable, now even your iPhone is okay, but there's iRig who makes um, a line, I happen to be one of their ambassadors, and they ship me boxes of stuff, but they make a stereo mic that plugs into the lightning on the iPhone that lets you get a full surround stereo, and it makes a difference. So getting the right tool is very important no matter what you use. Now for me, the technical advice that I have for people that are listening to this podcast is I will invest and I have invest invested in having a producer and coming into a studio for me having the ability to just come in and have someone record me do all the hard work and I just take all the credit (laughs) works for me you know I'm just playing so why did you start though by the way why did you switch from the blog to actually doing audio because I was there when you started, but why did you switch or add on, I should say? Sure. So I went to a conference one time and someone was telling me that they loved my site, but that my site was blocked. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe it. My site was blocked. Like the cubicle chick, it sounded like porn, I guess. I don't know. But my site was blocked on their work computer. And they were like, I would really love it if you could have your blog, but like on audio so that I can still listen to you okay. because you're, you've are you been blocked at my job. So I said, hmm. And so that's when I reached out to you and I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. You already have the studio. Hook a sister up. And since then, we've been rocking and rolling. But for me... Being able to come in and having Chris as my producer, paying him, for me, just works. I have done it on my own. I have a microphone. I have GarageBand. I've done about 10 to 12 of my own shows in between because Chris was always out flying to Costa Rica and all these other places. And I needed to get paid. Like, I have sponsors. So I got to have my podcast still running, even though he's traipsing around Uh, the globe so I've done them on my own and I can do them on my own but I'd much rather pay Chris who has the whole setup who can make me sound ever so good Uh, and for me that's the technical advice is if you can invest in having a producer and going in to do a studio uh, time that you do that and I know that now there's resources to help you like Dawson was telling me that in Charlotte they have co-working spaces yep. that have set up so you can maybe explain that and, and maybe the people can look for places in their cities yeah for $70 a month you get 20 hours time in the co-working space you probably will not need 20 hours but the fact that you have that much access access and I well, with 20, well, if you do your own edits, you could need that much time. Yeah. If you think about it, you're going to record for an hour. So I can say that every, as long as you record, just double that for edit time. So if it's a half hour show, you're going to need at least an hour to edit. And it sounds crazy, but you want to listen to it again. You're going to be doing cuts. You're going to be adding intros. You're going to be doing that. There's a lot. So it's usually double of any show. Video is about one and a half. But are you going to do that many podcasts in a month, I guess? Because that's what I'm saying. For it to be worth the $70. If you did one a week, yeah. that's four hours. You know, let's say the shows plus the time to edit and learning the tools up front. No, you wouldn't lose 20 hours. But yeah. think about it. You're going to lose a good 8 to 10 right away. Well, I'm glad they have that because once a month I go there with another friend of mine and we mess around in the studios. But if I really wanted to invest in that time, let's say Chris was traipsing somewhere else again, right. then I'd be able to go in there and record and just have good quality because sometimes I do it on my iPhone and you can tell, but it's it's what I have in the moment. So um, having that that studio and having being able to have access to it uh, might be might come in handy for other people as well. Okay, all right. So I want to kind of switch gears 
and talk about some of the podcasts that you guys enjoy listening to. One of the tips that I would say if you want to start a podcast is to listen to other podcasts Mm -hmm. so you can get a feel for what other people are doing, the flow of things. I'm not saying copy and bite. I'm not a biter. No one should bite somebody else. But I'm just saying you should get a feel for what works. So what are some of you guys' favorite podcasts to listen to? Mine are a mix. So I listen to tech ones. Um, I've got the pleasure of working in the studios and actually on site with a bunch of the tech guys. So um, everywhere from like Twit, Leo Studios, uh, when Callie was Callie Lewis down at uh, Livid Lobster. So I've worked with a bunch of them and their flow, uh, their message and everyone is fantastic and the clarity in their equipment. Then, of course, I listen to this other, this food one, this Dawson one that started. You know, I listen to that one now. It's, it's kind of new. But no, I've really, got, <laughs> really gotten into uh, either tech ones or stories or even picking up loose episodes of other shows based on content and topic. So it's not just the show a lot. It's the topic. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I follow every single show and listen to every single episode because maybe that episode just isn't what I want to hear about. But it's a mix. If I can search and you tag your stuff well, you label or title it well. Uh, then it really makes a draw for me to go and listen, and then I'll pick up a new show. So that's kind of where I am right now is between tech shows a lot. Now, Dawson, I know you listen to a few podcasts. What are some of your faves? The Work It podcast, of course. I wasn't going to say that. That's true. That, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's just, <laughs> there is so that's much a, hateration that's in that's this given, you know? I, I need to know what Moms is talking mm. about. You know? um, but I also listen to other. So it's a mix for me of sports and entertainment. I'll, I'll listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. I'll listen to a lot of the podcasts that are on his Ringer network. Um, I also listen to Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell because he tells a story with each podcast and I'm learning how to do that and and to interweave different aspects into a storytelling and so listening to his podcast helps. I've listened to Neil deGrasse stuff too. Yeah, some of those yeah. are really great. And you brought up a good point. If you listen to certain shows, be prepared that you that's one of the things about podcasts is there's no immediate feedback. It's like a radio show. So you said a sports one, it makes me always think I can't get on the phone line and argue with the guys on the phone about what they just said because it's a podcast. They've got to address it later. If you find yourself doing that, though, you want to yeah. oh, yeah. reach out and go, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I stay away from those. No, I don't I don't follow sports like that. Uh, some of the other ones I've seen that I really like, and it's you have to look for them, but there are a lot of really good in English international shows and podcasts, video-based too, that not only are comedic, but topical and informational and those are huge but they're not always in our iTunes store so you have to look at the web not just iTunes that's a good that's a good tip because there are some people that for whatever reason couldn't get approved on iTunes Mm -hmm. or had some problem and it's not iTunes anymore, is it? It's, it's Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I think they yeah. rebranded or something. They're splitting. Yeah, they're splitting Which iTunes. The, I, can I just say, and please, Apple, don't shut down my podcast and take me off. But can I just say that the Apple Podcast app is not very good. I need them to step their game up with the app is concerned because it's, it's, I don't like, now that it's separated, uh, I don't like the interface on that. But um, we'll just move on from there. So. I want each of you to share your number one tip for a newbie podcaster. Number one tip. Have great content. So, it was, that's number one. Is that funny? That's no, one, two, and, that's one, two and ten. Three words. His whole tip, three words. Have great content. And he stopped. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting, is there more to the message? That was it? Three? That's, that's what it was funny. It. Yeah. I, that... You know what? Not just the message. So we'll put. I think it has to be two parts. Have great content, and invest in yourself for the show. 
meaning spend a little bit to get the right gear because even with the best content if it sounds crappy they won't listen or even if it sounds great with bad content they won't listen <laughs> you've got to have both together to make it work and that's one of the big things find your own message is what i would say more than anything is you know danielle has her own message mine revolves a lot around tech stuff uh, when we do the social media show it's very opinionated but every single person, no matter how much we disagree, you look at their opinion and go, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But I don't agree with it, but it makes perfect sense. And then the, the food niche, there's so many food shows, but you went after a very direct niche that's big that's not being explored. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we need to get some, we're some places for dinner. I got ideas. <laughs> but that's, I, that's our two. What about you? Because, you know, you, like I said, they, they said make it, but you did. But you have a tip now. You're, you know, many episodes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. This is the Mama Mogul. Tip of the day. Go. Oh, my God. Please. Stop. Uh, so, <laughs> so I would say my number one tip for people would be it doesn't have to be perfect to launch. A lot of people think that their first podcast has to be perfect. It has to. There can't be any mistakes. It can't be. No. I think people like humanism. People like knowing that, okay, you tripped over a word or two. People like to hear you laugh. People like to hear you being See, yourself. This was not her in her first episode. I'm going to pause say this right now. What, what I told mean? her this. This was not you in your first your first few episodes where you wanted them. You were like, you, yeah, it'd be perfect. Exactly. But, you, but I'm saying what I know now oh, okay. and what I tell people now. I mean, that was 2013. Okay. What I know now and what I tell people now is it doesn't have to be perfect to launch. Just start doing it get in the habit of doing it the more you do it the more you practice the more you perfect your craft and then the more you get good at it but if you genuinely and generally have a good message about what it is that you want to say people are going to come so don't if you don't have that perfect mic yet or you don't have the money to uh, invest in studio time yet I don't want you to that to deter you from I don't want that to deter you from starting your podcast. So I would say it doesn't have to be perfect to launch. That would be my number one tip. Little and distractions. See, little distractions throw her off. They this do. Is, she's going to edit that out. Yeah. No, it was a producer move. So, you, so people know, movie. live here while we're doing our roundtable, I just checked on the status of the recordings as I sat not looking at my screens. So I stepped away. Yeah. She's sitting in front of it, yeah. looking at stuff going, I don't even know where the red button is. So I had to go look and make sure we were still. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. you know. And that's what I'm saying. It's unscripted and it's not perfect, but I mean, it is what it is. And I think that people like like to hear that. Um, imper- being imperfect is perfect, yes. in my opinion. So let me ask you guys' right. opinion on this. So yeah. I'm multi-passionate. Uh, yes, I am a working mom lifestyler who likes to talk about getting the most out of your personal, your professional life in a positive way. That's the, my thing. That's what I do. But there's other things that I like to talk about, too. So what are your thoughts? And Chris, you can really speak to this because you've had like a gazillion podcasts. What do you think about people having multiple podcasts at the same time? And I'm going somewhere with this, but I want to get both of your opinion first. Downfall is you need to be prepared to spend the time on each one of them which is harder or the audience has to expect it as you said you know that this is like what the the social networker one became more of a big push during like south by southwest and during social media release stuff you know app cycles and then it would downplay during the rest of the year and then we do like some recaps during the year of stuff that failed already but you can have multiple shows similar messages just don't work it's got to be to me it's got to be separate content it's got to be separate ideas separate content if people like who you are as 
the host or as the, the persona, I guess you would say, they will follow you to other shows as long as the message is still good. And then you can potentially get new people too. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not a working mom or somebody that fits into my space, but I'm talking about something else, I could get another listener for that particular podcast. Easily. Too. So Dawson, what do you think? I think it's important to have individual messages for each, but be able to cross promote, of course. So you want to have your voice in each, whatever you do. You don't want to switch up and have multiple personalities. Like they, people want to see that you're being consistent and that your personality is going to shine through, you, no matter what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, having multiple podcasts. Like I have several ideas for shows that I want to do, but I'm I'm really trying to perfect this one first, or just get better at it, and then add on as as um as I go forward. Sure. Well, I got this little idea that may involve the two of you, and I'm just putting it out there. One or both of you may already know what this idea is. And I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, you don't have to go on record now just to say that you want We're just checking to be a part. Was there anybody else here? Make sure it's just us. I had to make sure nobody else is behind <laughs> no, us. But I'm just saying, I got a little idea that's very different from what either of us or all of us are doing. And, you know, if you'll just say you'll be down, maybe we can talk about it more. Oh, wow. So don't just put us on a spot. Do you want to be down? Yeah, but she, she, she yet hasn't even said what in it. Right. Yeah, well, I don't want to you know, go yeah. on the yeah. record quite yet. You oh, know, we okay. need to it's have off, like a couple of board meetings before. Okay. But I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there to the people that perhaps I'm going to have another podcast coming up. Will That's there be different. snacks? There will be, yes. Okay, there will be snacks. Meat and potatoes? No, I just want snacks. snacks. Oh, huh. not not a I full just want meal. Snacks. Okay, I'm good with snacks. Because y'all can eat. Like I don't know if I can uh, afford to, to okay. give you full uh, meals all the time. What are what are the best ways to promote your podcast? Have you guys found like what is social media? Obviously, but what are the ways that you uh, utilize it to promote your podcast? I'm still learning that. Like I'm still learning how to get it to the most people possible because yes i have a niche podcast and so sometimes people just not going to be interested because either they're not black chefs or they're not interested in what black chefs are doing or want to do but i'm still learning where to go to get the most um how you say coverage um so i will bow to chris on this one and let him talk about since he has on it maybe he could give me some tips as well as to how to get it out there more mine is getting those involved in the niche to start sharing it is what it was because you can only reach so far as the followers you have on social media the sharing is your biggest part uh, if you can get it of course moved up in an itunes store that's huge because then people see it on the main page and you do get people generated following from that but the more they share even individual episodes is how it grows if you look at some of those popular people that have the little video clips on instagram it's because they get shared it's not because you find them you just see you're like oh and then eventually like i just need to follow this person because I, I may miss stuff but in the industry I was in for the longer show, it is about them sharing your content and then the name becoming you know resonant through it, everybody. Uh, the social media one, we had to make our own path. We really did. And I used the collaboration of people that were involved in the show, all of us using our different groups to spread the message. And that helped a lot too. So if you're going to interview chefs, they have their own local followings. And they should be saying what you did is, hey, I was interviewed on this thing. Go listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, who does that well is... Um, Susan and Debbie's, when she was on Atlanta TV down there, she promotes that out of that. That got her traffic from them. She's sending them back. So it's a, it's a cross blend. You've got to cross promote. 
Well, I want to thank the both of you for sitting down today to do this impromptu roundtable. And I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it was very impromptu, but they were down for it. I think it went well. And I hope that you guys have gotten some tips on how to start your podcast. If you have been wavering, teetering on whether you wanted to start a podcast or not, I hope that this uh, has encouraged you to do so. You can follow me all over the web at The Cubicle Chick and TheCubicleChick.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon with another dope podcast. She didn't even ask where we were. They ain't gonna follow us on social media. I know, right? She didn't even say, hey, okay, okay, can you put that in? I'm sorry. Okay, no, I'll put it in. Look, look, look. Okay. <laughs> After she got done saying where you can find her, <laughs> yeah. it's just because she said we're not in it. <laughs> go is ahead, this, Will. Is this thing on? Where do we find you, Will? Let's go ahead and finish this show up, Will. We snuck back in. Right. No, so where can the people find the two of you on social media and on your websites? Well, thank you for asking. Leaving this in. You could find me at Dawson Inc. That's Inc. with a K, you know, as in writing Inc. Dawson Inc. And also at Dawson Eats America on Instagram. Um, DawsonEatsAmerica.com. DawsonWritesAmerica.com. Man, it's, it's a brand. We're just doing it. That's it? Is there another? Is that it? Yes. Okay. Uh, mine's real easy. If you search for I Do Notes, all together one word, you will find all of it. I'm I Do Notes on every single network. Across Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Google, all, any network you have. I own the name on over 300 networks. Uh, if you search for Spike Studio, you'll find the shows, you'll find the studio work, uh, you'll find all that. But to reach me, everything's at I Do Notes to make life easy. And uh, I don't know, anything else we missed? About you. I don't think so. We know where we find you. Yeah, I already said you where. You made that real clear. Okay. Before yeah. we she closed out. Right, yeah, she closed. We're done. I don't even know. Here we go. You know what? We should just go get a snack without her. I think we should. And and bring it back and you stand in front of the green going. screen. We're just going to right, go. You enjoy the rest of your show. All we got to take my water. <laughs> Some hateration in this dancery. I'm telling you. All right, for real. We're out this time. Bye. That's how you do endings. For more tips and best practices for your career and life, visit thecubiclechick.com and follow her on Twitter at thecubiclechick. The one that nobody remembers at all. Spirit. See, this is the part she like. She she hates when I already start recording, and then we're already going, and she doesn't know it because some of that's the funniest stuff we've ever done. <laughs> On her shows. There's no bloopers? Uh, I don't, wait, this is a round table. Uh, No, I don't, there's no such thing as bloopers. When I do panels, at least, there's not bloopers, it's a conversation. No, I want to see, I want to hear a bloopers episode of her podcast. Oh, we've got some of those. Okay. Do you want your water over there, though? No, I'm fine. You sure? I'm good. Okay. Spirit. Spirit. Okay. I'm going to get my water, though. Okay, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't really matter what you do. We're all in this one alive. Together. Okay, y'all ready? What, to answer, we didn't go anywhere? Answer my question. Take my earrings off too. So oh, wow. Because you want to fight? What no, so they don't make noise. She put on Vaseline. So. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>